This and all of our podcasts are sponsored by Malicious Intent Apparel and Sports Memorabilia, where their loss is our laughter. Check them out at www.mal-int.com to purchase your next piece of comedic sports apparel or that signed rookie card you've always dreamed of owning for your man cave. Earn 15% off your next purchase when you use the promo code 15 on MI. That's 150MI. Let's go. And welcome back to another edition of Giving the Points Podcast. Degenerate co host Jeff Cox, and joined as always on the line is my de- fellow degenerate co host Jason Osho Odell. What's going on this evening? Good evening, fellow degenerate. It is the week of Christmas. Are you excited? Absolutely. Very excited to uh, go back and pay some bills of Christmas presents we've bought, but uh, that's another story. Uh, today, we're going to go ahead and kick something off here instead of doing our normal Tales from the Felt. We're going to start with a little segment uh, called, I think we're calling it the Sun's Corner, or Kid's Corner, where we're going to bring on the, uh, the spawns of the degenerates myself and yourself our sons and uh, ask him a couple of christmas related questions so on the line uh, i'll go ahead and let you introduce your son all right uh, joining us tonight is jackson he is eight years old and he likes blonde <laughs> <laughs> all right and on the other line we have my son hunter he is nine almost ten and boys you want to say a little hello to everybody hello 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 all right. You're an alien. You're an alien. Okay. Well, we want to welcome both y'all to the podcast. The first time uh, appearance for both of them. Uh, hopefully not the last. Um, so we're going to ask a couple of questions. The first I'd like to ask both of you is, uh, what is what are you looking forward to getting for Christmas this year? Jackson, I'm going to start with you. Um, Either FIFA 21 or Madden 21. Okay. So soccer and football related stuff. That's cool. Uh, what's in something else like non-sports related that you like, or do you just like all sports? Basically, all sports. Boy, you are your son's, you're your, the son of your father. I tell you. So let's move on to Mr. Hunter. What is a couple things you're looking forward to getting for Christmas this year? Um. Okay. Let's see. I want a Michael Jackson soundtrack. <laughs> I want. <laughs> I want a Deadpool costume. I want, what else do I want? Um, I want a camera and I want a green screen for my Fortnite um, so I can do videos on my YouTube channel for Okay. that. All right. That's so pretty cool. Yeah, a wide variety. As you heard, uh, Michael Jackson, he's big into Michael Jackson for whatever reason. He, uh, Hey, he's the king of pop, and I know he's passed away and gone, but Hunter's uh, keeping him alive. I hear him singing in the shower, not to embarrass you too much. Oh, but come on! <laughs> I hear him singing every once in a while. Some uh, What songs? What's your favorite song real quick? Billie Jean. Billie Jean's his favorite Jackson song. So, uh, so Jackson, speaking of Jackson, um, what is your favorite gift ever? Maybe two favorite gifts ever for Christmas. Um, Maybe my foot. No, my four-wheeler. Oh, cool. And then, hmm. yeah, I think that's my best one. That's got to be the best. Hunter, you want to ask him a question about the four-wheeler? Yeah, um, was it like those little um, toy cars things? No. That's a real life one. 
right? Yamaha yeah. 90. Yeah, it's a Yamaha 90. One that he drives around. Oh, that's great. Oh, I want that. Oh, yeah. Way to put the pressure on old uh, Daddy Cox here. Uh, <laughs> Hunter, what about you? What What are a couple of your favorite gifts ever? Just narrow it like, down to two, was, maybe. When I was, like, little, I used to love, like, Mario Bros. So my best was probably Luigi or my scooter. So be you mean, like, a stuffed animal? Yeah, like a little stuffed animal. That's your best gift ever? I can't even think anymore. Okay, well. And the scooter, the one that you still ride around? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's all right. Funny, That's all right. So um, now we'll just ask you one last question here, unless you guys have something else you want to discuss. Jackson, give me something really embarrassing that your dad does, something particular that he does to embarrass you as an eight, nine-year-old. Um, When I play my soccer game, whenever there's like a free kick or something, my dad yells out um, broken turkey in Spanish. <laughs> what, how do you say that in Spanish? Podorato. Now, what what is the? I don't know if I know what does that mean. Are we allowed to t- discuss this? Yeah, we can discuss it. It's, it's in a, to a point. Well, <laughs> um, my mom was in the shower, and then I was still awake. So then, I I just came up with this word. I said broken turkey, and then my dad started laughing. And then we and then he said, "Why don't we look it up in Spanish?" And then that's how we brought it up. Dude, that is the name of our podcast right there today, Broken Turkey. Dude, that is classic. So let me let me give you a little let me give you a little filler. So yeah. when when uh, Jackson started playing soccer, he moved up to uh, when he turned five, he was pushed up into a, a, a nine and under league, and he was playing with nine year olds. And when you when you start I don't know if you spent a lot of time with soccer, but there is a lot of uh, competition in soccer. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Even at a very young age, there's always those people that have jumped the fence to get into America, uh, <laughs> have their kids playing. So <laughs> what, what I quickly learned was that because he was, you know, my son uses his speed to to be good at it and he's playing against kids that are bigger and stronger and they like to once they figured out he was they were fat he was faster than them they like to push him and like to shove him and sometimes he would get frustrated so when i see that on the field instead of yelling and screaming at him and being that parent um, we have some code words that we use that i can scream at him and they're innocent (laughs) to everybody else but he knows what they mean and Every time that I yell out "Povo Roto" to him yeah. on the field, he giggles and laughs, and he kind of relaxes and gets back to playing. So That's it was something cool. that we were hanging out, and um, one one night, and he he picked picked up my arm and said, "Looks like a broken turkey." And from so I yelled to him "Povo Roto" on the soccer field. That's a classic story. Wow, that's 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 going to be the name if you don't mind the name of our show tonight here no i think that's uh, I great how, yeah i don't know how hunter's gonna top that i'm not even gonna try but hunter what is something you can think of that your dad myself does to embarrass you i guess so every time i come home he says how are the ladies like 
Because at school, you mean? I'm not trying to embarrass myself, but I have uh, a couple uh, of friends. Yeah, I have a couple of friends that are girls. That's nothing, nothing and, wrong with that. And, nothing um, wrong with that. Well, kind of. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Kind of a little. <laughs> <laughs> so is that that's the most embarrassing thing? Is how yeah. you say how the lady's doing? Mm-hmm, I'm okay. like. Eh. Okay. Well. Uh, I would get embarrassed yeah. too. You get embarrassed too. So, is there anything else? Yeah, Hunter, I would. Anything else, Jackson and Hunter? You want to throw in here before we uh, part ways and we uh, do the rest of this podcast? Anything else y'all want to say? Um. Yeah. Go ahead. You go first, Hunter. <laughs> what? You. I you think you said you go first, Pumpkin. I think. Hunter, what do you want to say? Anything else? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. What? Um. Hey, Jackson, do you know what, um, have you ever seen The Simpsons before? I've seen some of it. I see, I'm like a huge fan of it, and, um, I can do an impression of, uh, oh boy. Oh Ralph Wiggum. Go ahead. Ralph, Ralph. I, I need to spit my gum out real This quick. podcast is only like 40 to 50 minutes, so let's hustle up. Uh, while we're waiting, Jackson, is there anything else you wanted? To, he's going to throw his gum out. I apologize. We might have to edit some of this out. But uh, <laughs> any, any impressions you have? Can you do any funny impressions? No. No? You don't do an impression of your dad? I'd be really interested to hear that. He's not allowed to use bad words. Okay. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We don't want to get him in the doghouse with Christmas right around the corner. Uh, Hunter, go ahead and finish up with your... Uh, <clears throat> Whatever this impression is. Good. I I know. Oh, sorry. No, no. Um, <laughs> Take two. I I know. No, no, no. Uh, when I grow up, I'm going to be Idaho or a caterpillar. All right. And what character is that again? Ralph Wiggum. He's from The Simpsons. Ralph Wiggum. Odell, do you know anything about Simpsons? I really am not. A, I've never watched it. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty good one. Okay. That's a pretty good invitation. All right. So, gentlemen, we appreciate your time, and I'm sure we'll. this won't be the last time we have you on. So we want to wish you both a Merry Christmas and hope you get everything that you uh, you wanted. So uh, thank you for joining us. That's Merry Lisa. Christmas. Thank you, thank you. Merry Christmas. Right. Well, that was quite interesting. Yes, it was. Uh, it's it's amazing. I, I know I, I'm with him and around him, my son, and I know you probably think the same thing with your son. It's like amazing the little things I see in him like each and every day. It's crazy. Like I just yes, remember myself at nine and it's kind of cool to see that. So yeah, yeah, I don't remember being that smart at nine for sure. No, honestly, I agree. I mean, they got some they got good personalities, man. So they know uh they know what they like too. So your your son's a big sports fan. That's cool. I know my son is too, but not near as much as you, or him, evidently. Moving along, so let's go. Do you have any uh, particular tales from the felt that you want to discuss with us this week? Yes, I do. Okay. Sat down at sat down at a table. Had a very interesting hand. Um, you know, we always talk about winners. We always talk about losers. Sat down and was was teetering all for a couple of hours, up and down, up, up 150, down to 150, up 200, down 200. It was, it was a roller coaster, and it was the way I was playing and the hands I was being dealt. So 
I was up about three hundred. Dealt an ace and a seven of clubs, okay. and to twelve. And I called with twelve, and the guy on the the button raised it to thirty three. Okay, twenty one bucks to see a seven. I've already got twelve invested. There's a in the pot. Six people called the thirty three. So now there's two hundred dollars in the pot, and now we've got a real poker pot going. Hmm. The flop comes down six, seven, nine, and the six and nine are two clubs. So I've got the nut flush. I'm four to a nut flush. I've got middle pair. Hmm. I'm thinking, okay. So I was in um, now that people are, are, are starting to fold. It comes to me and I check. I want to see what everybody's going to do so I can kind of get a, a read on somebody. And the guy to my I left pushes in 33. Okay, it's a not a, not a big bet, but it's it's a bait bet. He had been playing tight all night. He had been uh, playing very similar cards that I have been playing. He he was it's like playing myself almost. I played you know three hmm. hours with this guy, so I I knew what he had when he did mm-hmm. that, and he had he had pocket nines. I knew it, but I didn't care because if I hit the club, it's gonna it's going to 86 his nines. So the guy to his left pushes in 133. There's 200 in the pot. I've already got nothing in in the second the second round. So it comes to me at 133, and now there's there's really 360 in the pot. And I'm one club away from the nut flood. So mm-hmm. I knew what this guy had, and he had nothing. This guy had been playing loosey goosey all night. He had he he had played a seven and a two and a four. He was all over the board. He either had trips or he was trying to to chase. And if he and I and I as I sit there and evaluated the hand, if he's chasing, then I'm winning mm-hmm. right now. So I called the one thirty three. And as soon as I pushed in my one thirty three, the gentleman who opened the that round of betting pushed in his 133. So now there's almost $600 in the pot. Wow. Yeah. Next card comes a two of spades. I'm sorry, an eight of spades. So now I'm sitting here with the straight opportunity. I'm sitting here with still the clubs that I can pop on. It comes to me, I check, and the guy to my right puts in 150. So it told me right there, yes, it, it confirms that he's got pocket nines. Mm. Because that's the only thing he could have to play the heart, the hand that he did. And I looked over at him, and I said, you, got, you think you got the nines? And he looked back at me and, and kind of smiled. He says, I'm trying to get you to fold. So the other guy was already all in. So it was just me and him. He was all in for his mm-hmm. 133. So I called the 150. Next card come a six of, of uh, hearts, giving him the full house. He pushes in 250. And I'm sitting here with a, pot, with a, a pair of sevens. So 
I looked at him and I said, I'm not going to put in another 250 to see your full house. I know you've got the full house. And right. you know that, I mean, at that point, there's no use to even trying to bluff at it because I know that I'm beat. So I say, I announce that I'm folding and I show him my clubs and he was like, oh my God. He's like, that is not the hand that I, that I had you on. Hmm. And so this guy ended up winning the pot. It was one of those pots where you either lose 300 or you win 1200. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't get away from it. It was yeah. one of those that, you know, I had so many outs, you know, you figure with, with nine, you know, after the flop, I had nine outs in terms of clubs. I had uh, two more sevens, which gives me 11. An ace might have done it. So you, there's three of those. So mm-hmm. you're talking about almost a, a 50% chance of hitting one of those cards over the next two right. cards being dealt. And I just couldn't walk away from it. So mm. I, I sat there in, in agony for a few minutes and <laughs> got dealt a king. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I have a bad habit of picking up, if I'm frustrated, picking up the first card and looking at it. So I yeah. picked up the first card, looked at it. It was a king. The dealer threw my second card. It caught air and flew up in the oh, air no. and, ex- and exposed. Dang. And at that point, he has to he has to make that the, the bunch card. I turned mm-hmm. over the king. Um, and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, um, my God. I hate um, that. And uh, I knew right then it was time for me to leave. It's it time for me to, to walk away and, and play another day. That, that was the, the story, you know, analyzing um, the play. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've got to be a little bit more aggressive mm. with quote-unquote scared money. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's always out there, but instead of making a $30 bet on some of my hands, I should be making yeah. a $55 bet and pushing some folks out. And that's just that's yeah. part of learning the game and learning yourself. Yeah. I, I commend you for uh, walking away. You did and seeing that that uh, King being knocked over there and ruining your chance of pocket Kings. That's pretty strong. I know that uh, it was a meant to be after you saw that happen to leave. So, so all right. So uh, anything wagering wise that you uh, came across this past weekend, any big hits, uh, gamble sports wagering, no, did I didn't see a whole lot. There wasn't a whole lot out there. I, I saw some some bets being floated around that, that you sent out and a couple things mm-hmm. on uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. But I was going to let you talk about the one that you sent us. Uh, let's see. Let me go back. I didn't have that prepared. My fault. Um, That's my fault. Uh, crap. We'll have to. I have to. You know what? Let's see. It's probably on what I text you. Let's see here. Get some dead air and everyone listening will love to see that. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Well, I we we can dive in. Well, I think we're going to cover the fantasy. Let, let's let's skip over the the fantasy okay. strategy you had this past week. Um, let's let's do do that right now. Tell us about our fantasy pro league and what happened real quick with uh, your pickup of James Conner. Oh, the fantasy hype. If I if I win, uh, it will be it will go down in the in the epic record books. So I, I had the buy this week uh, in the playoffs. I, I was ranked number number two. So I had the opportunity to take the buy and just kind of see what everybody else was doing. So I noticed one particular game of the people that I get to play in the next round was a very very tight game. 
And I saw that one of the gentlemen that I had a had James Conner sitting on his roster that was hurt. So I took a deeper dive into his roster and saw that he had played all of his players coming up to Monday night and was one point behind the person he was playing. So I knew that he was going to have to drop James Conner from his roster because James mm-hmm. Conner wasn't going to play and pick up somebody else because he had nobody else to dump. So I sat by my iPad on Monday night and it, and almost forgot. And it comes across the ticker. Uh, James Conner has been added to the pool. So I snatched him up immediately when I saw that. And uh, he's now stuck with Benny Snell and he gets to play me next uh, week with no running back. And if Connor is healthy enough, I wonder if, I guess you're going to have to, you would play him naturally. I mean, he's a pretty solid fantasy producer for running. Yeah. Back. I mean, he's had some, he's had some rough weeks, but it, it beats yeah. putting your, it, it beats putting your money on the line to play Marquise Brown you know, a wide receiver. Yeah. So, you know, you know, Connor's going to get some reps if he's available yeah. to play. And so, of course that was, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted your thought there. No, I was just going to say that uh, Mike Tomlin come out today and said that he may be available for next Sunday's game versus the Colts, but he wouldn't hmm. guarantee it. So, oh, okay. Um, and of course, I don't think he'd mind us mentioning Loudy is uh, one of our guys in our league. And he was the one that, uh, fell victim to losing Connor, and he later texted me uh, stating, I think my fantasy run is coming to an end. All four of my running backs got hurt this weekend, and I had to cut James Connor and replace him with Benny Snell because I was one point down to what we, who we call midget or Fowler going into Monday Night Football. And, of course, Odell scooped him up. So kudos to you for having uh, the uh, – wherewithal to pick him up so it's a that's what fantasy is all about is being in the right position at the right time and getting the right players so uh hats off to you so let's move on to our list segment now i want to let you let everyone know because this is your decision uh your choice this week and as a reminder always go to giving the points podcast to follow our information and our weekly list so what do you have for us this week all right so for this week, since it's the week of Christmas, I thought we would we would put together a wish list for 2021 of sports things we hope happen in 2021. If we could put a sports-related item uh, or happening on our on our Christmas list, what would it be? So we'll we'll start with you, number three. What do you got, Jeff? Okay, well, I'm glad this feels uh, weird that we're t- t- turning the table, so to speak. So. This is something not really like in a college or professional sports league. This is something I moved into a new house about two months ago. And I apologize that this is not fitting your criteria, but I guess we didn't really have a lot of back uh, discussion on what this should be uh, for this list, what's eligible. So I have all this land in my backyard. I'll have to shoot you a picture or FaceTime you sometime to show you or whenever you get back down here. Um, so I've got a lot of land. Our idea when we bought this house is to put a pool in eventually and, uh, you know, a lot of room to throw the football around and stuff and to put a half basketball court. So my, what my first wish is to literally have someone who knows how to do this. That's uh, if I had a wish at no cost to literally come pour the cement half court, a nice court, uh, surface to go over the cement. Uh, put up an NBA style basketball hoop that can go up and down that we can lower for my son and myself. So 
that is my first wish for 2021 in the sports realm. What is, is yours? That is really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. It's got to have a Kentucky logo on it there somewhere, though. You got to. It's either Penn State or Kentucky. I'm up in the air on which one I want. I'm going to probably go with Kentucky. Probably. Probably Kentucky. <laughs> well, well, my number three was I want the Jags to get Trevor Lawrence. I have oh, been a, a Jags fan since they opened the doors, and it, it has been some painful years, and I, I really hope the Jaguars can – can stick with the number one pick and, and get Trevor Lawrence. So that was my number three. So what was your number two? And, well, to feed off your number three, the Jets really fed into them about getting that number one pick. And I think they they have a tiebreaker with the Jets. So right now, if it, the season were to end, they would have it, correct? Yes. Uh, the tiebreaker is who had the worst uh, uh, strength of schedule. Strength of that. And that the Jets, okay. And Jags, uh, their strength of schedule has been horrible. It's, yeah. it's in the in the bottom half of the of the league. So they they own that tiebreaker. And right now, if they can just not screw it up, they can get him. Yeah, yeah. And albeit the Jags to screw it up. So um, let me go with number two. I'm a very big UK sports fan and mainly basketball. And I've been that way. My mom and my grandmother kind of put me up to it growing up as a young boy here in Florida. Um, this year is a very different year from the Calipari era. They are, I believe, one in five, which is unheard of. So mm-hmm. my simple second wish is just for UK to make a turnaround in this horrific year and somehow be a player in the SEC tournament, if there is one, and to somehow win their ninth NCAA title. So that is my second sports wish for 2021. Very good. Very good. My second Wish is very similar, I, but I want to see a Cinderella cut loose in March Madness. Yes, you know, I, we didn't get the the Final Four last year, or mm-hmm. I'll say this year because of COVID. And it's one of the things; it's one of the sporting events that I really look forward to. Um, I might not watch a lot of college basketball until February, but come February when the Super Bowl is over and I can really start focusing my energy on college basketball. I really like the, the conference tourneys and moving into the, the six, the 65. I, I really enjoy it. So I want to see a, just a Cinderella come out of nowhere and put together a big run and, and maybe take it down. Okay. I like that. And Hell, with the way 2020 went, I could see that really happening. I thought something was going to happen like that with football, but it just wasn't in the cards. I think that the uh, powers that be just wanted the big big teams in the uh, Final Four, and I, I don't blame them one bit. So, yeah, I'd like to see that too. Um, my number one, and this is kind of a selfish wagering uh, wish, is I just want to hit one of my buck-to-fuck parlays. Uh, <laughs> I don't ask for much in life, um, whether it's $1, 2 or $5. I want to hit my 12-team money line. I want to hit – for 50, 60, up to 100,000, which is the max that my particular website will pay out so that I can build that basketball court, said basketball court and said basketball hoop at no charge, and that I can gamble for the rest of my wagering life at no charge as well. So that is really, I know it's unrealistic, but that's my sports wish for 2021 is just to hit that uh, big time 10, 11, 12 team money line parlay buck to fuck. And you know, if you if you played your cards right, mm-hmm. it, you could actually take some of that money and help Kentucky buy another team. 
So boy, that, oh boy, you that got would, that, that would help the boosters. And you could you could accomplish all three things if you hit that one. That's really good. I really want to get a better coach in Penn State's football locker room. I'd rather like to pay him instead first. So, uh, well, yeah. but what that, is your <laughs> that slides right into my number one. Okay, I want to what see you got Penn State get a natty. That's what mm. I want. I, it's been uh, it's been some long years for Penn State, and this year was a horrendous year. They finally got it back on track. You know, yeah. we have been screwed out of playing in the playoffs because we were a two-loss team and they put somebody else in instead of us. Um, they actually put the team we beat in instead of us. So, Ooh. still bitter. Uh, Penn State beat uh, Ohio State. Then they went on to beat uh, Wisconsin in the championship game. Both great games. And the playoff committee decided to go with Penn, with Ohio State instead. So, I have not forgotten that. I will never forget that. Oh. And uh, I want to see Penn State at least get into the playoff. That would – as long as we're not playing Alabama first. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'd like to – yeah, that's been a while for Penn State fans. I mean, was that yeah, early mid '80s they won the Natty? Yeah, it's been since the Joe the eighty eighty two eighty three season. Holy, it's no. been a long time. A long time. Yep. So uh, that's a that's a different little twist for our list this week. So I like that. Uh, kudos to you, and we'll have to swing back to the opposite side, like a pop culturist type of uh, list next week. So we'll look forward to that. Moving along to our news and notes segment. I don't know if there's anything of uh, big importance with the bowl season. We're going to talk about that coming up. Um, anything of news and notes, college football related that you uh, stumbled upon? No, just that uh, the firing season is upon us. Yes. Cats are getting fired every day. Um, uh, let's see the LSU offensive coordinator is retiring. Um Oh. Auburn has just hired Boise State's coach. Yeah, uh, Michigan yeah. is firing people at a rapid rate. So this is the sh- this is time the time for shakeups. Yeah. So, so we'll have a bunch of those in the coming weeks and uh, months. Um, let, what about uh, top of the mountain, bottom of the ditch? We normally highlight uh, a player that did well and not so much this past week. Did you happen to to write one down from this past week's action? Yes, I did. Najee Harris. I mean, yeah. th- this guy. Every time he touched the ball, he's just a touchdown factory. He played. He he played. You know that that Florida Alabama game. He played tough. He played fast. He was one of the players that jumped out to me and said, "This guy's the real deal." So, mm-hmm. I had Najee Harris. Um, I had two, my top of the mountain bottom of the ditch are a little bit of. Uh, we haven't really talked about these two teams this much this year. Stanford, uh, well, normal for their running game, they have this wide receiver name. I'm going to try to butcher it up here. Simi Fihoko. He had 16 catches for 230 yards and three touchdowns. So, Jeez. hats off to that, dude. I, I, I don't know that Stanford's ever really had a, a potent offensive attack as far as passing. So, that really surprised me as a, a player that did well this week. Um, what about your bottom of the ditch player team? Ohio State. Mm. No doubt about it. Ohio State. If you can't pounce on Northwestern, then you're going to get rolled up in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. So I, I and I'm sure we'll talk about um, 
the the playoff situation, who we think should have been in, and who we think shouldn't have, and have that discussion mm-hmm. here tonight. But I, I Ohio State did not impress me one bit. No, they just didn't. in fact, I think Northwestern handled them for the first quarter and maybe a little bit of the second. They had a lead for a short time, and I thought I was uh, betting on the right side last week, but they I don't know. They I guess just Northwestern didn't have enough firepower offensively to stand with them, but their defense did fairly solid. Um, yes, yeah, they covered fields, but yeah, I wasn't impressed at all. I agree with you. I wasn't impressed with Ohio State. I think they're going to get trounced um, based on what I saw Clemson do against Notre Dame, but we'll talk about that here coming up. Um, my bottom of the ditch was Air Force quarterback play. This guy, I, I don't know who he is. I don't know if he started the whole year. Uh, this is another one I'm going to butcher. Zeke Daniels. He that they accounted for seven touch, seven points rather to hold a game against Army. They lost ten to seven. He only threw for 107 yards and three picks. So, Zeke Daniels, you are bottom of the ditch for Mr. Cox this week. Um, is there anybody else that caught your eye, good or bad, this past week of note? No, not that we're, not that we're going to talk. Not going to talk about in other segments. So we can Absolutely. roll with that. All right. So, um, did we recap our fantasy college league last week, or did we not? Yes, we did. Think, yes, okay. We did. So we'll we'll move along to our next segment. Let's go with our Heisman segment. So let's highlight the last week's three that you had and what do you want to predict that's going to be in New York for your top three this week? So last week I had number one, Lawrence and an outside chance with Ian book. Mm -hmm. This week I looked at it as if I was a voter and if, if I was going to vote, who would I vote for? So in third spot, I would have Trevor Lawrence. That's Mm. who I'd have third. In my second spot, I would have Najee Harris. Mm. And in my first spot, although with three losses, I would have Kyle Trask. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. There's there's a method behind the madness is that Trask lost two games with not all of his players. Right. Um, when you look at the Texas A&M loss, that wasn't Trask's fault. He played he played strong. When you look at Shoegate versus LSU, that was certainly not his fault. Yeah. And if if you would have told me that they were going to put up forty eight points on Alabama or forty six points on Alabama and they were going to lose, I would have called you a liar. Right. And offensively, he was the offense. He found Tony when he needed to. He found Pitts when he needed to. He found Grimes when he needed to. And I'm by far the not a Florida homer. I'm not a Gator homer. But I think the best player in the country on a team that's – he was the most valuable player to his team is Kyle Trask. Now, okay. that being said, I think Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence still wins the Heisman. Hmm. So you're giving me your top three, but you think Lawrence is still going to win it. Yes, I do. Huh, I do. Okay. Interesting strategy. Well, we will see, uh, of course, coming up, I want to say they're going to push it back to middle. Uh, did they push it back to – I think they're going to do it between the uh, first set of championship games and the championship game itself, somewhere in that time frame. So they've uh, pushed it back from the natural mid-December-ish time frame. So last week I had Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Devontae Smith. So my final 
choice, I would go at three, Mac Jones. At two, and I think maybe even one B, Devontae Smith. This guy has had, and it's unfortunate that wide receivers don't get enough uh, highlight of this position. It's all, it's normally, a, a, for the most part, last 15, 20 years, a quarterback award, which sucks. Well, that, let me yeah. go ahead and just get – I think Trask is going to win it. Even with three losses, he's had – from start to finish, I don't think he's had a bad game. I, he may have thrown a couple of interceptions here and there. They obviously lost three games, but it's not, you know, he doesn't play every position. I think he's had the best record. I think he's played all the games. Uh, Devontae Smith is just a, a beast. And I, I'm not even going to go against Najee Harris. He, in his position, he's probably the best, if not second best in the country. But th- let me just, Devontae Smith's last numbers here, 15 receptions. 184 yards, two touchdowns. He's had games this year of 11 receptions, 11, 13 receptions. He's had yards of 231, 203. He's had some in the 160s. He's had touchdowns of two, three, four. It's just, I, I, I wish that the wide receivers would get a little bit more play here at this award, but I really think it's Trask 1A and Devontae 1B. And I know he wouldn't have got the catches without Mac, but I, I think he's had a, he was fun to watch and it's a shame that we won't get to watch him in college, but of course, hopefully in the pros next year. Well, uh, and I think you're right uh, about Devonte Smith. I think that the big thing that's going to hurt him is the same as it will hurt Mac Jones and Najee Harris and everybody else on the list, mm-hmm. except Trask and Lawrence is I think if you take them away, their team still wins. Yeah, they're they're still good, you know, as a as a unit. And with with Trask, Trask led the NCAA this year in touchdowns, in passing yards, mm. and yards per pass average. I mean, he's just lighting it up. And if you would have asked me at the beginning of the season if Trask would win the Heisman, I'd say there's no way in hell. Yeah, I agree. But he. For us to be talking about him as much as we're talking about him, mm-hmm. I, I think he, you know, I think he deserves it. Now, I don't think he'll get it, but I think he deserves it. Wow. And you still think with two games not played, Trevor Lawrence is going to win it? Huh? All the hype? Yes, I do. Okay. I think the hype machine is going to come rolling. Okay. I really do. Now, they're supposed to announce, I believe they're supposed to announce the finalists on Thursday. Got it. Um, <clears throat> so the voting's done mm-hmm. at this point. And I'll I'll really be looking uh, to see if you look at twenty four seven sports and you look at their odds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting. They've got they've dropped Trask down to plus two thousand. Wow. Um, they they got cool. Trevor Lawrence at plus fifteen hundred. Mm. They've got Mac Jones at plus one sixty. Mm. They've got your Devonte Smith at minus one seventy. So they're predicting Devonta Smith to win the Heisman, but I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's Trask's fault if that makes any sense. If he doesn't win, yeah, that, that's that's interesting odds that you just there. So something to look forward to. I can't wait to see who wins that. Uh, um, so let's let's do something different this week. Normally we do our Who You Got segment where we. Uh, throw around our fake bankroll worth of money on some wagers uh, based on the spreads, but we're going to just go with the bowl games. Um, as we discussed earlier, 
course, as of right now, we are um, doing the podcast after the first two bowl games started. So we're, of course, not going to discuss those currently. And we're going to talk about this one, I believe, coming up. Um, UCF is getting pummeled. I don't know if you caught that score by BYU last check. Yes. Uh, I think it was 35-7. I'm pulling up right now. So we're going to go through and we're going to go. And of course, we have outside this uh, show, we have a bowl pool. We're just uh, with last minute uh, bowls being announced. We only got about 10 to 15 people in it. But hey, money's money. We're doing $20, I think, first and second. But um, we're going to go with each game real quick. Um, this should go pretty, fairly fast. And with our champion at the end and uh, just our predictions with the spread. So let's get started with the first game. Let's let me get back to before we go here. Now, how much are we throwing on this? I'm good with the 20. I'm always good for okay. a nice $20 bill. So, OK, sounds um, good to me. OK, so we're going to go let's heads roll. up. Um, go ahead and give me your first. This is the Boca Raton Bowl live. Uh, BYU is up 42-10. The spread was seven. Who do you got? I want BYU. Okay. I'm going BYU minus seven. Uh, the next bowl game is the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, uh, pitting Georgia Southern minus six and a half, Louisiana Tech. Who you got? Give me Georgia Southern. I will take Georgia Southern minus six and a half as well. Uh, we're going to go the next one, Montgomery Bowl. Some of these names are just crazy. Um, let me take a guess. This is in Montgomery, Alabama, I'm assuming. So. I would imagine. Yeah, I think the home of the Senior Bowl maybe. Uh, we have uh, Memphis, a nine-and-a-half point um, favorite to Florida Atlantic. Who you got in this one? I want Memphis. Okay. I'm going to go with FAU. I like the points. And in fact, I think – I am going, yeah, I think it's plus eight, excuse me. So I think we're taking ESPN's odds, so it's plus eight. Uh, the next game, in fact, let me just, I know we're out of ordinary here being uh, unorganized. I'm going to jump over to ESPN real quick so I can follow it's eight and a half right now. Okay. So, all right, you had, duh, 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 let me go back. All right, Memphis, you want plus, or uh, minus eight. I'll take the opposite FAU. Um, the next bowl game is New Mexico Bowl. Hawaii and Houston. Houston is a 13-point favorite. Who you got? Mm, Houston. Okay. I also like Houston. I don't think Hawaii is that much. Even though Houston's only three and four, I just realized that. I'll still take Houston uh, minus 13. Yeah. Next one's the Camellia Bowl, uh, pitting Buffalo minus three to Marshall. Who you got? You know what? You would think after Marshall laid an egg, this would be an easy one, but I'm still going with Buffalo. Yeah. I'm going to take Buffalo. I still like what they do on the ground. Uh, those yep. two guys running those nasty. Uh, this is a nice matchup here. Liberty and Coastal Carolina. This is probably one of the more favorable matchups in my eyes. The FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. Uh, Coastal Carolina is a, last time I checked, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got? Give me Coastal Carolina. I like Liberty, man. You know I'm big on Liberty. Give me the six and a half plus six and a half, maybe even the money line on that one. The next game is the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl. Uh, that pits, let's see, UTSA in Louisiana, Lafayette. Uh, Lafayette is a 14, 13-point oh, favorite. Who you got in this one? Louisiana, Lafayette. 
Give me the road runners. Um, let's go to ba, 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 the lending tree bowl, the mighty lending tree bowl. Georgia State is a three, no, four and a half point favorite. Who you got in this one? This is a tough one. Um, you know, I'm going to go against what I think, and I'm going to go Western Kentucky. Okay. Uh, I will take Georgia State. They look fairly good on offense this year, uh, so I think they're going to cover that four and a half. Uh, how about uh, now we're getting into the power fives. And, and remind me after we get finished here, something I want to mention about Heisman that I forgot to talk about. Um, this is the Oklahoma State-Georgia – no, excuse me, Oklahoma State-Miami matchup. Uh, Oklahoma yeah. State's a two-point favor. Who you got? You know what? It's really – it's always hard to predict the cheese at bowl. It really <laughs> is such a glamorous bowl. Um, mm. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go with, with Miami. Okay. I'm going to go with the Cowboys minus two. Uh, moving on to the Valero Alamo Bowl. Uh, that is Texas favored by 10 points over Colorado. Yeah. Who you got? That's crazy. Give me Texas. Really? So yep. you are you are that confident in Texas over Colorado? I'm not confident in Colorado. Okay. I, that's, that's the problem. I, it, it's not that I think Texas is that good. But mm-hmm. I know what I know what Texas is going to do. Hmm. They're going to sl- try to sling it all over the field, and then Colorado is either going to show up or not. Yeah, I know Texas can score. I'm not sure what Colorado can do. So give me what I know. I've seen Colorado a few times, and I was actually surprised and impressed by what they've done. I think they could even outright win that one. So I may throw a money oh, really? line and maybe even a side bet on the. After the show here, we'll discuss. So give me Colorado plus the points. We're going to go to the Dukes Mayo Bowl featuring Wisconsin, favored by seven over the mighty, mighty Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Who you got? You know, give me the under. That's what what I need, the under. I don't care if it's 30 points. Give me the under. (laughs) But I do think Wisconsin has a better team than Wake. So go ahead and give me Wisconsin. I as well. So I'll take the minus six and a half as it's stated here. I think it, I said seven. The next game is the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. Um, Missouri is a 15 point underdog to Iowa. Who you got? You know what? Missouri has lost a lot of people off of their team. I, really, I don't think Missouri can score any points. So give me Iowa. Hmm. Give me the Big Ten this time. 15 is a huge number. Though. That's a huge number for a bowl game. Wow. I, I, I like the exact opposite. I like Missouri. Um, looks like Missouri's five and five. Iowa's six and two. If you want to base on a record, I don't think they had a common opponent. Oh, no, they didn't. They played conference games this year. So I, I like just give me the 15. I feel that's a comfortable. If they won by two touchdowns, I'm still golden. So I'll take the opposite Missouri my, uh, plus 15. All right, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty, and this is one that I'm very confident on. Oklahoma is a Goodyear Cotton Cotton Bowl Classic. Now, let's see which side you're confident on. We have Florida, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite to Oklahoma. Who you got? Lock it. This is your lock of the bowl season. Give me Florida all day long. I agree, too, and I, this is something I've talked to uh, DaCosta and Cuffer about is pooling some money and one 
I talked about on a parlay and we'll maybe have to talk off the, off the show here about pulling our money together and doing a huge, huge bet. I think this is the one we pull the trigger on. I, I'm not a Gator fan by any means. And I know you aren't as well, but this, I don't understand what the, what Vegas sees in the spread. Something is not, a, something's up. Um, yeah. The Florida What's should the be over? favored. I, I want to know what the over is for this. Let me take a look at that. Right That's, yeah. Let's see what yours and what mine says. Compare the two. Well, we give these uh, good viewer uh, listeners dead air. I have 72, which is a hell of a lot of points, but very capable for these two teams to, to Yes, hit. I'm showing 72 as well, and I would take that. Yeah, I think I would too. Uh, maybe even tease it. Uh, that that teaser would be nice, yeah. So, so we'll have to discuss I'm, that. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at – let me just see if I can – see what that would be I'll, I'll do it while we're while we're talking yeah, about I'll, something else but i want to see what a teaser would look like okay with that um yeah let's take a look at this uh cotton ball. yeah that stuck out me when i saw it i know i think pitts is out so that's huge um but i just don't see what they see in oklahoma to stay within a, a field goal i i don't um but uh, see what you come up with there. Tell me. 110 wins you 286. And that's – you said that's teasing it? No, no, no. I'm talking about just straight up parlay. Oh, oh, with the, the over and the, the spread. Yeah, the, the spread would be minus three. The over would be 72. So okay. 110 would get you 286. So 220 would get you yeah. 572. That might be something to talk about. Seriously, man, we might have to look into that. That's uh, yeah. So I didn't mean to throw us off, but that's my no, lot no. too. That that's crazy. That's surprising. Uh, but uh, the next game we're gonna go with the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. We have Tulsa two and a half point favorite to Mississippi State at three and seven. They are getting a bowl game, which is beyond sad. Who you got in this one? It's sad, but I'm taking Mississippi State. That's crazy. I got I got Tulsa all day. I th- I think I'd feel comfortable with an eight to ten point spread. Um, so well, I will give you different. that, sir. All right, I bet you will. Uh, you're going to give me some uh, something else on uh, points on something else too. So let's go to the next powerhouse, the Arizona Bowl, where San Jose State, who's had a phenomenal year at seven and zero, and I believe the Mountain West champion, uh, is going to be an eight point favorite to Ball State. Who you got in this one? Give me San Jose State. Uh, even though I like San Jose State, I like Ball State, what they did against Buffalo. I like Ball State to cover, so give me the eight points. Next game up is the – I just had it. I want to say Tennessee. I don't see them. I'm going out of order, so my apologies here. Um, I've got West Virginia Army at minus seven and a half for West Virginia. Okay. Let's skip to that one. I don't know where Tennessee is. Uh, so you have West Virginia Army. Wait, Army? I don't see that one on here. Oh, oh I do. So I'm sorry. So you have uh, – who do you have in this one? Uh, West Virginia. Army's uh, – they may be 9-2, and two, but they've played Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. Um, uh, West Virginia, I think, puts puts it on them. I don't know why I skipped over this one, but I would definitely take them as well. I don't our, our, unless Army can control the ball, they like to run it a lot and control the clock. If they can do that, 
the under is going to hit. Um, actually, West Virginia is a really good defensive team, so whatever the under might be in that one might be a very good bet for you. This I don't see an under in this one. So, all right. So moving on to the um, Arkansas and TCU in the Mercari Texas Bowl. TCU is TCU. favored by. Five and a half. That was quick against your beloved Razorbacks. Yes. I like the Razorbacks, man. Um, I, I, I think they did. They had a huge, a better year than before in the SEC, so I'm going to go with Arkansas. Uh, how about the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl? Here we go with the big headers. Cincinnati is a seven-point underdog at Georgia. Who you got? Georgia. I like Cincinnati. Liked them all year. Nine and oh. Not just the record. Uh, Desmond Ritter is a hell of a player. Um, let's move on to. They're about see. to get yes. to play the big boys. Yeah, they are. We're going to see what they're made of again. Well, I don't know if George is that big of a boy in the SEC this year. Um, I'm just losing my mind here. North, where is Northwestern here? I'm Northwestern. Look at two different. Is a three and a half point favorite versus Auburn. Okay, who you got in this one? You know it's tough, but I gotta go with. I go with Northwestern. I as well. I just uh, don't like what I see in Auburn. I think uh, almost let's say Chiswick. Um, what's the Auburn's coaches? He's gone. Miles so on. they, yeah, he's yeah. gone. Okay, so I like Northwestern with the coaching change. We have next Notre Dame, a nineteen-point dog to the mighty Alabama Crimson Tide. Who you got? You know how can you? Go against Notre. I mean, go against Alabama. I can't. Yeah. Give me so Alabama. You like that nineteen? Okay. I well, well, I don't like team, but if I'm going to bet on thinks uh, going to win and how how they're yeah. going to do it, if you look at what Clemson just did to Notre Dame, and and Alabama is a better team than than Clemson, so give me Alabama. I agree. I I, I just think that Alabama had a. I guess in their eyes, an off game with Florida and didn't cover. I think they're going to slosh them. I'll take Alabama minus the 19. Uh, the another semifinal semifinal is the uh, Clemson minus seven and a half. Ohio State, who you got in the Sugar Bowl? Lock 2.0, Clemson. Wow. By the hook, put it on Clemson. It's like we're speaking the same language. I got Clemson as well. Clemson minus seven and a half, and I would also buy the hook as well. Um, let's go ahead and jump to the other game. I didn't have this in order. The Let's see. Kentucky, NC State, that Gator Bowl. My cats are coming to Jacksonville again. <laughs> That's <Kentucky's> fun. Favored by... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good time. Cats favored by two. Who are you liking this one? I want no part of Kentucky. Give me North Carolina State. I have to pick Minus two Kentucky. I just feel like I need to. So I know nothing about, uh, not that much about NC State this year. Listen, they're ranked 23rd. I'll still take my Mighty Cats. Let's go to the Outback Bowl down in Orlando. We have Indiana, six and a half point favorite over Ole Miss. Who you got? Give me Ole Miss. I like the over in this one. Uh, 66 and a half. I'll definitely take that. I like Ole Miss. I think it's going to be a shootout, probably three to four point game. Uh, I'll take the Ole Miss and the points, six and a half as well. We are going to go to the Fiesta Bowl. This is a very good game. Iowa State, four-point favorite over Oregon. Who you got in this one? Uh, you know, I've got to have Iowa State. 
I think I'm going to go with Oregon on this one. I just have a feeling. Four and a half, take, I'll give four and a half. If they lose by three, I'm fine. Um, so we have opposites. Uh, finally, the Orange Bowl. We have Carolina, North Carolina, is a six and a half point dog to Texas A&M. Who you got in this one? You know what? What Texas A&M. Me too. I like what they've done so this year. They've been very good. I will go with uh, A&M, the Mighty Aggies. Um, there's one that I'm missing here. Can you tell me which one I missed? Because I think it's South Carolina, Tennessee, or no, not them. I don't. I printed up a ESPN's list, and I don't. I, Tennessee okay. was canceled, and so was oh. South Carolina. Okay, we might have the, to. Yeah, that's what I'm missing here. So let's predict. Now that we know we're gonna, we picked Bama and Clemson to win. Um, who do you like in the national championship game? Clemson, Alabama. I'm taking Alabama. I as well. Can you predict what the spread is going to be for that one? I have one written down here. Uh, the spread will probably be about eight and a half. I said six and a half. So I think it's going to be under a touchdown. It's going to make it too difficult to take either side. So we will uh, put – we'll have to reconvene our uh, – matchups and winners i think i was off a little bit on some of these so uh to make sure our contest goes with no uh hiccups we'll have to talk about this after the show and make sure that uh, we've got everything written down and and uh, we'll throw 20 bucks up against it Sounds so we both like bama and clemson to do well bama to win the natty and we both have trask although you think Tra- uh, lawrence is going to win the heisman um anything else TV pop culture related that we haven't covered or before we move on to the fucktard? Uh, no, no. It's been a status quo here at the Odell house. Okay. Well, we will, uh, do you have a fucktard of the week or are we skipping over that this week? Actually, I do. It's going to be, a, okay. it's going to be a, 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 because it's Christmas. It's not going to be too oh, rough. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. But have you heard to leave announce a football game? Man, am I glad that you brought that up. And don't think this is racist by any means. But no, it it's doesn't not. it doesn't flow and it doesn't sound natural at all. What what did no. you have on? I, it sounds like I am in a downtown Baltimore barbershop listening to some guy that played Division <laughs> Two ball tell me about the NFL. That's what it sounds like. It is fucking horrible. Now, by Division Two, you do mean Kansas because I think he did play there. Uh, well, there you Kansas, go. That, there you go. <laughs> like I said, I did not know that, but I hit the nail on the head. As you call like you see him. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, just it, just damn horrible, and it's cringe listening. Is what it is. You know, I you you listen to Romo and you listen to uh, Aikman, and you it's these guys are 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 doing great things, and then I hear Yo Dog on <laughs> as, as Kaleeb is talking his. You know, he, he understands the game and you, you can, he puts that point across. Mm-hmm. Just don't try to be that guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm personally not ready to hear that guy on TV. Yep. So that, that, that was my fuck tart of the week. I, I listened, Did you I've have listened to... to two games now and I've, I've cracked up both times. I've only heard him once. And I thought it was last week was the first one, but did you see what he was wearing? You may have mentioned this earlier, but did you see what he was wearing this week? Yes, I did. Some kind of loud ass suit. Yeah, 
kitchen tablecloth. Um, yeah. Yeah, like a plaid 70s. <laughs> Looked like he could be in the uh, Anchorman. Uh, yeah, so we'll have to put a picture of that up on our Twitter feed, too. So uh, as a reminder, always hit us up on twi- uh, Twitter. Giving the podcast is our handle, and we'll put up all of our things from the show on there weekly. Uh, so with that being said, for uh, Odell, I'm Jeff Cox, wishing you great, happy holidays, wishing you much luck in your wavering endeavors, and as always, Merry Christmas, good luck, good boxing.